Welcome back, everyone. This is Episode 7 of The InDesigner. I'm Michael Murphy, bringing information, instruction, and insight to graphic designers using Adobe InDesign. As I'm recording this, I'm writing a wave of great listener interaction over the past few weeks. I've fielded a few questions from fellow designers by email and have received some really positive feedback about the podcast. I want everyone to feel free to reach out by either registering to post comments on the blog at www.theindesigner.com or by sending an email to info at theindesigner.com. My exchanges with listeners over the past week have sort of decided this week's main topic. I've got a quest- I got a question from a listener who designs catalogs about linking data from Excel spreadsheets to InDesign files. As I was responding to this question about InDesign's data-driven publishing capabilities, I thought it would make a good topic for a podcast. New to InDesign CS2 is a feature called Data Merge, a way of linking data from a tab or comma-delimited file to an InDesign document in an automated way. For those of you not entirely sure what all that means, let me try to quickly get everyone up to speed. Because of the dominance of Microsoft Excel in the spreadsheet market, this is probably the place from which you're most likely to get your data. But in fact, any spreadsheet or database application will do. I'm going to assume that even if you don't work in it, you're at least aware of Microsoft Excel and how it's set up as a set of data arranged in rows and columns. I'm no fan of Microsoft, that's for sure, but I learned a long time ago to put aside that prejudice and embrace Excel as a powerful tool for organizing, arranging, and moving information. I've integrated Excel into my magazine's workflow wherever it's necessary to have content categorized, alphabetized, numbered, etc., so that editors and designers alike can take advantage of the application's flexibility right up to the point where the data gets brought into a final InDesign layout. Wherever your spreadsheet starts out, in Excel or some other application, you'll first need to save it in a different format prior to using Data Merge in InDesign. That format, often referred to as a flat file, is essentially a plain text version of the data saved as either a tab-delimited or comma-delimited file. A delimiter is the thing that exists between the individual cells in one row of data in your spreadsheet. The two most common choices are a tab or a comma. The problem I have with commas is that if any of the data in your spreadsheet cells has a comma in it, let's say a paragraph of descriptive text, it'll be treated as a separator even though that's not what you want. Since tabs can't exist inside of a cell in an Excel spreadsheet, that's going to be your most reliable option. One last thing about terminology. Here are a few terms I'm going to use throughout this episode when referring to data. When I refer to a record, that means one full row going across in the data file. Essentially, it's all the individual pieces of data associated with one item. For instance, if the data file was made up of product specs, each product would be an individual record, a row in that spreadsheet. That row could have many cells in it. Cells refer to individual data fields in the spreadsheet. This hypothetical product spec data could include size, color, weight, dimensions, price, etc., Each of those pieces of information exists in its own cell in the same row, making them all part of a single record. Any spreadsheet can have many, many records within it. Finally, your spreadsheet will and should have a header row. In this case, the headers would be product, size, color, weight, dimensions, price, etc. This header will be in its own row at the top of your spreadsheet, and it will play a very important part in your merging data into an InDesign document. 
Okay, now we all know what a data file is, let's keep going. My answer to the listener who asked me about whether InDesign could link to external data was sort of a yes and no answer, because InDesign can link to an external data file, but its ability to do so is not quite as robust as it should be just yet. I'm optimistic that the next version of InDesign will see a greatly improved implementation of this feature. That being said, InDesign's data merge function does have a lot of potential as it is, enough so that I think it's worth getting familiar with and trying out. If data merge is something that you can take advantage of, or you can see how to make some adjustments to your workflow that steer you in a direction toward taking advantage of it, you'll be glad you know it's there as an option. If you're like me, you'll start looking for ways to take advantage of it. Data merge in InDesign allows you to assign references to the data in an external file and automatically create and populate the pages of an InDesign file with multiple pieces of data from many, many records. The closest analogy I can make is to a word processing mail merge in which a template document, typically a letter that's going out to many, many people, has references to specific data in an external file and it's used to generate many copies of a letter personalized for many different people. A mail merge template might have the name and address areas set up with just references to fields in the data file, such as title, first name, last name, company name, street address, city, state, zip. And the salutation might be set up as dear first name or dear title followed by last name. When the data and the template are merged, that becomes dear Bill or dear Mr. Smith, respectively. It's pretty simple, and it's been around for a long time in the word processing world. But for page layout, word processing programs kind of suck. Uh, so this wasn't a function many designers got familiar with because it really didn't help them uh, to be limited to using a word processing program to take advantage of it. And the fact is, we don't just deal with text, we also deal with images. Fortunately, Data Merge also allows for references to images in your data file and will place them in your merge layout file along with all of your text-based data. Starting to see some potential here? I thought so. Let's keep going. As with every other function you wish that Quark Express had built into it, this type of Data Merge in Express was only possible with a costly third-party plugin. Um, even though data merge in InDesign is not yet all it could be, it's there. It's right in the application at no extra cost. If you're aware of its limitations and obey its rules, however, data merge can be a very useful feature, especially if you're using it in combination with things like style sheets and uh, anchored objects and other great InDesign features. It's like a mail merge on steroids. I'm going to use as an example a, a section my magazine does every few months that's essentially a directory of websites related to a specific industry. Each little write-up for a site has a company name, URL, a paragraph of descriptive text, and a small screen capture of the home page. We do four of these write-ups per page. It's pretty simple, right? But once a year, this section runs for 40 pages. That's 160 write-ups in 160 non-threaded text frames with 160 screen capture images. Doing that manually, while not challenging or difficult, is tedious and repetitive. And one of the themes of this podcast is that repetitive, consistent tasks are better handled by machines, so let them do it. Invest your time in learning how to tell them what to do. Then you can have the computer do the work while you go get a cup of coffee or think of your next great design idea. 
I used this web directory as a test for the data merge function when I was learning how it worked. And while it didn't do the whole 40-page layout for me perfectly, from soup to nuts with one click of the mouse, it did about 85% of it, maybe even 90, automatically, leaving me to deal with only the other remaining 10 or 15%. So it's not perfect, but I'll take an 85 to 90% reduction in work any day. The information for all of these websites in this directory is gathered by the magazine's editors and entered into an Excel spreadsheet. The spreadsheet has the following fields for each company record, company name, URL, description, and category, because we organize the section by category. There's also a cell in each record that refers to the image of their home page. Now, you can name the headers for your data any way you want that makes sense to you, but when it comes to the column that contains your image references, there's only one way to make it work with InDesign. That column header must be named at photos, using the symbol that we're all familiar with from email addresses as the at symbol, followed by no space plus the word photos with a capital P. To add image references to your data file that InDesign will understand, the reference must contain the entire path to that file on your computer or network. This path information is different for Mac and PC users, but if you're familiar with the path on your operating system, constructing that for this reference shouldn't be too difficult. On a Mac, it would be something like Macintosh HD colon users colon Michael colon photos colon file name. And on a PC, it would be something like C colon backslash my documents backslash screens backslash file name. Bear in mind that these image references are case sensitive, so they have to be exactly right to work. Right now, I'll bet some of you are probably thinking this sounds like way more trouble than it's worth. But for me, when I weigh this upfront work against 160 cut and paste operations to bring in the text, and 320 applications of style sheets to apply two styles for each write-up, and 160 place operations to get the images in, this small setup effort is nothing compared to that. Okay, so now I've got my data file set up the way I want it. Here's where I let Excel do what it does best one last time before setting up what Adobe calls a target document in InDesign. These website write-ups are organized first by category, then alphabetically by company within each category. To make sure that you merge your data in the proper order, take a second to make sure that you sort it in Excel the way you want it. Uh, I'll sort first by the category column, then by the company column. Excel does the rest, and when you merge the data into InDesign, it's in the exact order you intend. Now, you save your data file, or preferably a copy of it, as a tab-delimited file or a comma-delimited file, so that uh, InDesign will recognize it because that's where we're headed next, to InDesign to create a target document and introduce you to some options and palettes that you may not be familiar with yet. In InDesign, I create a new single-page document. Standard letter size is fine, and in it I create two frames, a text frame to hold our text-based data and a graphic frame to hold the website screen captures. This document now has everything I need in it to perform my data merge, except the data. To get that in, I need to tell InDesign where to get the data from and where to put it when it performs the merge. Under the Window menu, I select Automation, then Data Merge, and a small palette opens up. This is the Data Merge palette. Since you haven't linked to a data file yet, what you'll see in this palette is a small three-step set of instructions about how to link to a data file. We're going to go through those steps now. 
you would click on the little triangular flyout menu in the palette and choose the very first option, Select Data Source. Find the data file on your hard drive and click Open. The Data Merge palette is now populated with the fields in your data file. You'll see the, the information that you put in the header row as a list of available uh, data fields for you to now use. If we stick to my hypothetical example of the website directory, the list of fields I'd see in my data merge palette would be company, URL, description, category, and photos, representing all the column headers in my data source file. These are what's called field placeholders. So now what? Getting placeholders to be recognized requires that you drag the field placeholder from the data merge palette to the place on the page where you want that data to appear in the finished layout. In this example, I drag over the company placeholder and drop it into the text frame. Since the text frame is empty, it's the first thing that will appear there. When I release the mouse, I see the word company surrounded by a pair of angle brackets on either side. That tells me that a placeholder has been successfully added. So far, so good. In my final layout, I want the company name and URL to appear on the same line, separated by a small round bullet character. So right after my company placeholder, I type in a space, my bullet character, and another space. Then I go back to the data merge palette and drag the URL field placeholder into the text frame, and it goes right to where my text insertion point is after the space, after the bullet. The description of the website starts on a new line, so I type a return after the URL, go back to the data merge palette, and type and drag my description placeholder into the next line in the text frame. And that's it for the text. It's time to move on to the image placeholder, which works exactly the same way. Just drag the photos field placeholder from the data merge palette into the graphic frame on the page, and you'll see the word photos appear in it, also surrounded by pairs of angled brackets. I now have everything I need set up to perform a data merge. Now it's just a matter of selecting and refining some options. To do this, I select Create Merge Document from the flyout menu on the data merge palette. There are three tabs in the Create Merge Document dialog box that it pops up. Records, Multiple Record Layout, and Options. Let's start with Records. Here's where you can tell InDesign how many records of the data file you want to import. You don't have to import them all. You could do only the first 10, or 50, or 100. Whatever you need. Select all records, a single record, or a range of records. You can also choose whether your merge document will contain only one record per page or multiple records per page, which brings us to the next set of options, multiple record layout. In my web directory example, I want to have four records per page. Unfortunately, you can't just type in four or two or six or any other number for that matter. One of the limits of InDesign's data merge is that both the margins of the page and the amount of space you choose to exist in between each record dictate how much space you have available. And the size of your frames containing placeholders dictate how many of them will fit inside that available space. This is one of the things I meant when I said that data merge was not yet all it could be, but I'll get into the pros and cons later. Shortcomings aside, you can indicate what the page margins and spacing between columns and rows of merged records will be, and whether the records are arranged by rows first, meaning left to right, or columns first, up and down. You can also preview the results on one page of the document, which is a nice feature. As you adjust margin and spacing values, you can see how it affects your layout. 
Finally, there's an options tab for how images are fit into graphic frames when merged, and whether the frame should shrink to the size of the image or stay the way it is. The, a, a number of options there that your particular needs will dictate how you handle them. And there are also options for how blank data cells are handled. Once you've set all of your options in the Create Merge Document dialog, click OK and InDesign builds a new document with as many records as you indicated, filling as many pages as are required to accommodate them. For my, for my web directory project, which had 160 records at 4 records per page, InDesign would have created a 40-page document for me automatically, including all of the images placed and sized as I specified. All that's left for me to deal with is the exact same fine-tuning and layout adjustment I'd do no matter how the document was built. But by investing maybe 15 minutes of setup time, I've saved at least an hour or two of tedious, repetitive work. Let me quickly recap the process. For data merge to work, you need to have a data source file in either tab or comma delimited format. That file gets linked to an InDesign target document through the data merge palette and you drag placeholders from that palette into text and or graphic frames where you need them to go. When you perform a merge operation, a new document is created with the actual data where the placeholders were, and with either one or more records per page, depending on what, on op on what options you selected. As I've said, as useful as data merge is, it has its problems and limitations, which I'll get to in a moment, but if you can find the right use for it. Within its limits, it can be extremely useful. You can apply style sheets to the placeholders in your document before you perform the merge so that your text comes in fully formatted, saving you even more time and effort. The thing that struck me as sort of an ideal example use for data merge would be the student photo pages of a high school yearbook. You know, you think about that, it's a standardized layout with repeating elements. Everyone has a headshot, a name, a list of extracurricular activities, maybe a quote. All of that can be put in a database. And you just have to set up one placeholder for the image and one for the text with your styles applied to the placeholders. Merge your data in InDesign with as many students as you want to fit on the page, and you can automatically build all of those pages with no manual effort. Just by tweaking some settings, you can say, gee, what would this look like with six headshots on a page? What about eight? What about 16? What about 24? You know, you can quickly play with your options um, by making a few tweaks and, and seeing what it looks like spread across 20, 30, 40 pages. Or if you had a product data sheet uh, where products had a photo or several photos, along with specs and other information that's stored in a database, you could automatically build a series of printed and nicely laid out data sheets, one product per page, from that data and a well-set-up target document in InDesign. But if you're using Data Merge, there will be things to watch out for. And here's where I hope Adobe will step up in the next version and deliver a much more powerful version of the Data Merge feature. Right now, the fact that data comes in only to individual text frames is a problem. I'd like to see data merge be able to flow one record after another in a threaded text frame throughout a document. For a directory or other standardized information, this would be a great feature. And there's a real breakdown in data merge as regards placeholders on master pages. Technically, the only way to maintain a link to the data source 
so that you can quickly do automated updates if the data source file changes, is to put your placeholders on a master page. However, my experience has been that the multiple records options are entirely unavailable when you put your placeholders on master pages. So the only way to take advantage of added functionality is to give up other functionality. This can make using data merge a bit frustrating in some instances. However, the ability to link data in a fairly intuitive and somewhat visual way from a database directly into your layout even in a less than perfect implementation is worth having and worth exploring the next time a project that's largely driven by data comes your way. Even if you plan to do a lot of customization to the pages of the layout down the line, there's nothing preventing you from using data merge to initially bring in pages and pages of formatted text and related images in one fell swoop, then finesse the layout down the line. The key is to know that you have these options and to keep them in mind when you're faced with a project that might fit this functionality. You have to weigh the time needed to set up the file versus the time saved by using data merge. Obviously, if you only have three records to deal with, you could probably do it manually in less time. But if it's a lot more data, or if you're going to do it more than once, it's worth trying to use data merge. I know a lot of this database business comes across very geeky, but it's pretty simple when you step back and look at the kind of information that is consistent. Look, we strive for consistency as designers, consistent typefaces at consistent sizes, consistent margins, consistent color schemes. This is just looking at content we have to present to find consistencies that we can automate. Automation saves time. Time is better spent by you thinking about things like typefaces, color, images, ideas, etc. As I said in the first episode, you don't have to be a geek to push the limits of InDesign or to couple it with other applications like Excel to expand the possibilities available to you. But you shouldn't shy away from the technology that's available. Data Merge is that type of technology, a way to take the strengths of two applications and combine them to make your working life easier. Well, that's all for this week. Keep the feedback coming either on the website, www.theindesigner.com, or send an email with your questions or comments to info at theindesigner.com. I'll be happy to help you out in any way that I can. I will be back next week with another episode. This is Michael Murphy for the InDesigner Podcast. Thanks for listening.